This episode contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The MFG cast presents 13th Street. That's where we'll be. You made me complete on the edge of my seat. Sweep me off my feet down on Thirteenth Street. Get me in this town Knock me down Turn me upside down Tore me down Then I came around Down on 13th You have been, God, what's the word I'm trying to say? You've been, um, not shamed, but, uh, berated. Yes, that's right. Berated like a little child, not going where, going where you're not supposed to be. Um, just for time's sake or for listener's sake we're at our next session basically so i forgot where we left off because i know that you left the building but did you decide where did you decide to go from there so he he caught me inside um you know we had a little bit of a powwow uh, we made a dinner date uh, i think i'm supposed to pick him up at eight. <laughs> oh, that's right you're gonna have lunch and dinner today yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that so from from the um the shell of the apartment building because I had just enough time to get there and presumably get back to meet with uh, Paul Blanker. So I would um, hail a cab and head over to uh, meet Paul for, for lunch. All right. Let's see. Where did we decide? We decided we are meeting at D'Angelo's. We're going to get Rubens. It's on the Upper East Side. Oh, very nice. Very nice. 1215. All right. So let's just say you get there just under just under the time paul is patiently waiting he's got himself an ice cold water it's a nice day out um it, there's actually some outdoor seating and he's actually sitting out there i don't remember if i said anything about the weather at all 
Um, we are in the early part of October, so yeah. it's so it's probably uh, it's it's probably a little chilly, but sixties uh, maybe still. Yeah, I mean, yeah. before global warming, who knows? Maybe it's was, it was colder back then. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably <laughs> yeah, let's say it's in its fifties. It'll probably a little bit colder back then, but it's actually still a pretty nice day. The sun's out. You know, he's just kind of sipping his uh, sipping his water, just waiting for you to show up. Yep. So he, um, you know, gets out of the cab, pays the guy, you know, start, I guess, you know, probably makes his way towards the front door and then maybe, you know, sees him out of the corner of his eye and like, you know, turns, makes a beeline uh, out to the, to the patio, pulls up a, a chair and sits down, looks around for a waitress, you know, like puts his hand up. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Armstrong, glad you can make it. Mr. Blanker, it's a, uh, oh, what the hell voice is that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Definitely not George, that's for sure. Hey, uh, Mr. Blanker, how's, how's it going? Um, thanks for, uh, thanks for me, man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, last time I saw you, we, uh, there was a kind of, uh, kind of some crazy, uh, coincidence and some action going on there. Yeah, it looks like you uh, you snuck out of there scot-free. I spent, uh, well, I mean, they took me down to jail. I didn't really spend too much time in there. But, you know, it's, I got a ride. <laughs> got a free one at that. Yeah, you know, working my job, sometimes you got to have to, you kind of have to know where the exits are and how to get out quick. And, uh, yeah, I got through scot-free. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are things going for you? It seems like... Uh, you're you're kind of on the map these days. Yeah, you know I'm uh, I'm keeping busy, you know, rubbing shoulders with the mayor and all that kind of jazz. It's uh, yeah. it's good for business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's it's good thing you're you know on the right side of things, you know, especially after that little article about you and Deluca. I'm glad that nobody really took that as you know gospel. All right, we we got to meta for a second. Yes. I know somebody snapped a picture, presumably it was a photographer for a paper. Yep. Um have I seen that article? Like it's it's the 40s, right? So he would read the paper. Yeah, you you did see it. Okay. Was it bad? It, <laughs> I don't know that we ever talked about it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it it didn't really talk about you that much. Uh it more talked about rising crime rates in the city and stuff like that but it did in the byline of the picture it did reference to luca and you in the same breath so it kind of is bad (laughs) yeah 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 which is why brian was all pissed off (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly he's like yeah well you know it's uh unfortunate circumstance uh you know you do business in the city sometimes uh you know you run into people that you the you know, rather not have to deal with, but uh, it's a part of the job. Yeah, I hear you. That, that DeLuca, he seems like a piece of work. I'm kind of glad I have, I mean, besides being in the same place at the same time, last time we, me and you officially were together, you know, I was in the same room with him and Frank Biotti. Yeah, that's a, that's a pair you don't want to go out for a cup of coffee with. That's for yeah. sure. Well, and the fact that we we've come out with our skin intact. I'd say that's a plus. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I never did suss up what was going on with that. I don't know if they were just, uh, you know, kind of betting on the fights or if they were, uh, you know, what, what, what the deal was with that. I, I, I think those, I thought those guys hated each other. I, it was weird to see them together. I mean, I don't follow all that rigmarole and all that, but you know, you, you hear things. Yeah. I wish I, I wish it wouldn't have been so loud in there. I wish it, because if it would have been a nice to have a good ear on, on what was going on there. It looked like DeLuca was kind of kind of heated, but not too much. And boy, if you could ever get any readout of, of break of Frank Biotti, it would be a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's like a block of concrete. Aha. Hence <laughs> the nickname. Yeah. So um, this, uh, this fire, you know, from the other day, uh, I read your article, so it's a good piece. Uh, you got good, good, good reporting there. Um, yeah, it's a damn shame. I was a really big fan of Mister Abram. Yeah, yeah, me too. You, you ever been uh, over to the Cotton Club? I, I try to get over there every once in a while. You get some of them big names come down over here. Yep, I can when I can. You know, this this job doesn't afford me too many nights off or whatever. But you know, every once in a while, if I'm lucky. I can kind of say I'm doing this as a as a you know certain piece or whatever. It gets me gets me in opens some doors. Nice, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. This job has some perks. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, anything, um, you know, anything you could uh, you know tell me off the books, kind of like we were uh, talking on the phone. Uh, anything that you know sort of stood out? I I went over there today. Uh, the place is looking pretty rough. Yeah, from what I've heard, it's barely standing on two legs. Well, how yeah, about yeah. this? How about this? It's hard for me to give you a lot of information, but how about you just some fire me fire some questions my way, and I will through the filter of the things that I can tell you, will tell you as much as I can. Okay, all right. It's, so he was gonna like slide a fire across the table and just put his hand out and just sort of like slide. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cause he did say he wanted to be paid. I, yeah, I was yeah. hoping that was going to, that was going to crack him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So my understanding is that um, the fire started in the boiler room. Uh, but I hear from a little birdie that perhaps the fire started on the third floor. Well, let's just say this. That is one place that I've been told that the fire the fire also could have been started. There's an extra spot that could also have started the fire, but that where that's at and who who that may involve, I'm not at liberty right now to tell until I get the go ahead. Uh, and what would uh, unlock that little bit of information, if you don't mind my asking? Um, I would say somebody that wears the color blue. Ah, okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't name names. Otherwise, you know, I don't have a contact anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. For sure. For sure. I, I don't want to. I don't want to burn your spot. <laughs> burn your spot. Boy, you're all full. You're full of quips today. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sometimes it just you know comes to me. I'm not always as fast. <laughs> There's also uh, I heard that there was maybe um, 
an apartment room that was not rented out that um, perhaps had a uh, a squatter, if you will? Let's just say that if you wanted to talk to a certain person, his name is Arnold Doobie, D-U-B-I-E. He oh, might be I, able I, to tell you a little bit more about that. Do you happen to know where Mr. Doobie is staying? I was uh, kind of hoping to catch him at the apartment. I didn't realize how badly it had been burned. I don't know exactly where his son lives, but he's living with his son, Gregory. Great. Same last name? You bet. Oh, that's perfect. And like, he's got his notebook out. Like he's, he's taking notes. Like I'm taking notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in like, he's like, even though, you know, a lot of people that write stories like this probably don't want to give out information. He's, you can tell he's almost elated by how excited you are about the answers he's giving you and stuff like that. So it's almost like, he wants to give you as much as he can, but also you could tell he's guarded. He doesn't want to blow up anybody's spot. Yeah. 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 And and then like, yeah, I don't know how much of that would be public, right? Like I got that info from JJ's wife, Claire, Claire. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Dude, Cause she lived there. She knows a guy, right? Well, Clar- <laughs> so- <laughs> Clarice, not Claire, but okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it was yeah. close. Yep. Okay. So I could track him down. Had, did you, um, did you happen to talk to uh, Mrs. Abram at all? And he kind of thinks about it a little bit. And he says, um, oh, at the time, I wanted to get some information out of her, but she was so distraught. She didn't want to give me any information. She actually said that she would give me time uh, in the future. And I gave her my card and just told her to let me know. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm working for her. I mean, you know, obviously the police, the fire department, they're all handling everything. They have their own investigations, but she was, um, you know, she, she thought it was probably wasn't an accident. So, you know, she, she called me in. She yeah, was I home. Would, I would say if, if there's definitely more than one potential f- spot for starting the fire, I would definitely assume that this is definitely not an accident. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm no private investigator but you know i know some things i'll bet you do he says um yeah she she thought that maybe um you know since they were a biracial couple that maybe somebody took it upon themselves to uh you know perhaps send a message but i I feel like those things are usually more performative you know they want credit they want people to know why they're doing the things they do so i don't feel like it's that you know i think you're i think you're right on that because yeah definitely it's more of a show for people who are racist bigots they you know it's more for bravado than it is for well they're just assholes yeah that's truth um shit he uh you know he leans back he's he lights a cigarette like he's thinking because i like I don't have any questions. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I got Doobie's location, which is good. He didn't talk to, to Clarice. Is that what we said? Clarice. Yep. So I got the information from her. I'm assuming that his contact is Spirinu. So that's going to be helpful for me, theoretically. Yeah. I don't. Was there, uh, 
was there any other scuttlebutt? Maybe did you, you know, did you pick up anything just uh, hanging around? Anybody talking? Anybody see anybody? Well, I heard one rumor, and I, I don't know if this is true, just because of what's happening between the police and the gangs. But someone thought they saw a pink scarf around one of the hot spots. But really? again, I, yeah. But then again, I call that more hearsay, just because. As far as my contact has told me, there's nothing that's shown up yet. Um, do you know are any police living in that building? I know things have been pretty heated. And he kind of like, you know, eh? this time he actually shakes his head. He's like, oh, man, <laughs> we brought it a little too far. Um, he says, as far as I know, no. You know, I think. Uh, most people that live there, I think there might have been a firefighter that lived there, but um I don't think anybody on the force. All right. I mean, I think we could probably uh, probably discount that. I mean, I know, you know, things have been bad and they uh, like to any like stops and he looks up. I don't know if you want a brains check or whatever. Is that in the pinks territory? Uh, No, I don't think you need to roll because you're you've been kind of on the ball as far as the pinks and the slicks. Yes, that is their territory. All right. So, well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess that is their territory, but, uh, I mean, even if it was a smash and grab, I don't, I don't think they'd burn down a building to cover their tracks. I mean, that's from what I understand, that's not really their MO, but of course, you know, they weren't killing cops, uh, (laughs) last year either. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, I think sometimes when things go awry, uh, the powers that be like to throw certain undesirables under the bus. You know, I believe me, I don't condone anything that the pinks or the slicks do, but I also don't think that they're that they deserve undue attention for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, you happen to investigate uh, JJ at all? Um, you know, any outstanding debts, gambling, or otherwise? You know, he's been pretty tip top. You know, he had some trouble as a kid, but I think that's something that was that was in his past. You know, and then at a certain point, he, you know, music was his love, and also was you know fighting for what's right. You know, even before marrying Clarice, like he, he fought for a lot of different things that he thought, you know, needed needed a voice. And even though there was a lot, you know, there was a lot of pushback, you know, he's just he's just one of those people that just wasn't afraid to, you know, take on the tough task. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. All right. Well, I just hope that, um, you know, now that his son actually has kind of taken over the business that um i don't know i hope he can keep keep his spirit alive does he um i don't know i don't get i don't know if i would know this does his son play an instrument is he in a band at all or is he more like uh you don't know you don't know for sure okay so then then he would say then um does his son you know play anything i'm not sure that i've uh that I've seen him before. No, he's in the he's in the business of music. Like he I know that he's actually done some producing 
um, helped with his father's business as, you know, JJ was getting kind of older and, you know, losing, you know, some of his uh, mental and physical capabilities. He's kind of helped him transition. He's, it just seems like he was the, he was the one that was always going to, you know, help JJ's catalog stay safe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Good, good. Uh, I met Clarice's uh, brother too. Seemed like a stand-up enough guy, writing partner and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Malcolm Jensen. Oh, man. He, have you – I know he co-wrote a lot of stuff with JJ, but have you ever he, heard him perform? Have I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will leave that up to you. I don't know. So I, I, I can't answer the question because I don't know, like, how active he would be at this point. Right, like yeah. Well, let's say this. Let's say hmm. you see more behind the scenes now, like yeah, writing that's true. Played before. Yep, I'll let the dice decide. Okay, so um, yeah, so actually, later in life, he actually performed more, and I'll actually say you probably haven't, you haven't seen him. That's fair. You know, because like as JJ kind of got older, he kind of got out of it more. Where he did more of like the philanthropy kind of stuff, where Malcolm did more of the performing and like uh, even uh, got the blessing of JJ and did some like some of their co written tunes. And like, even though it wasn't as good as JJ, he put a good, a different spin on it and and people like enjoyed it. It wasn't just something where it was like, I wrote this with this guy and he's got the voice, I'll do it (laughs) and I suck, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, happened yeah. in life and it and it's unfortunate. Nah, you know, I, I never uh I never got a chance to see him. I know uh you know he, he took over you know a little bit more duties and everything, but uh never never could make the schedule work out, I guess. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, speaking of the God, words. I always love when they form in your head and then when you're about to say them, they don't come out right. Talking about the cotton club he actually performs there every once in a while i think it's like the i don't know the third thursday of every month or something like that oh shit i might have to get over there then oh believe me he's got he's got quite the songbird mouth if you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no that's great songbird mouth tm (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't think i've ever heard that in my life and i just made it up on the spot and i liked it All right, so no debts. We don't think it's uh, race-related, which I guess is good. No other scuttlebutt, pink scarf. I don't think it's them. Yeah, I don't shit. I mean, unless you got something else, unless you got a bone you want to throw me, I can't really really think of anything else off the top of my head. And um, just as you're saying that, the Rubens come. There's actually a like a side sauce that comes that what's the reporter's name again? I don't know why I'm blanking. All Paul Blanker. Paul. Uh, Paul actually orders a little side sauce that is the, their special sauce that you're supposed to dip it in, and he's like, you know what? I think this is a sign that we should just I don't know enjoy our meal. Oh god! I was gonna say I order another cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we probably chat. I mean, we probably talk about that night. We probably talk about stuff that's you know going on in the city. Like, ah, what's the craziest thing you've seen? Ah, what's the craziest thing you've seen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's let's say like 
one of the things he actually saw is like the, and I can't remember all if people remember, please remind me on this episode. But like when, um, one of the guys from the first campaign got shot in the street, like he saw it, it was just like happenstance that he was, he's like, yeah, I was just, I was there. And, you know, some goon just rolled up, got out of a car, just point blank shot the guy in the head. And then, got back in the car and just sped off. He's like, he's like, I still have nightmares about that day. Oh, no shit. You were right there when it happened. Yeah. I was, I was just sitting there having a coffee at this local diner. And then all of a sudden just, it just happened. I didn't, I didn't even know who the guy was. And it just, all of a sudden it just happened. Yeah. Tim Nicholson. He was a, he was a bad dude. Yeah. That's, that's from my hair. You know, you always hope that people like that get what they deserve but i don't know if anybody deserved that yeah i mean you don't wish bad stuff on people but um he uh he he killed somebody so i mean you know eye for an eye on that i guess yeah yeah no it's a damn shame damn shame the world we're living in but no kidding Uh, i guess it keeps me in business and he kind of like shrugs it it's like shrugs his shoulders like it's a li- it's a living kind of thing, even though it's you know it's tragic or whatever. Yeah, he just if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, 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 for sure. And he's just like, uh, he's like, yeah, well, you know, you kind of finish up or whatever. He's like, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm tapped. Um, nice full belly. Thank you for that. Just did a little, you know, peace offering before I take off, and maybe we can stay connected. Yeah, he well, he slid the money across the table. Okay, so you did I do said, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I before you were like, oh, why don't you ask me some questions? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, well, I do that anyway. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So I will kind of rewind that whole thing and almost be like, oh, okay, you know, and he like folds it up quickly and sticks it into his jacket pocket or whatever, and then proceeds to answer your questions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I assume like. I'm on the hook for lunch. Like he gets up and he's like, all right, that was great. I'll yeah, see yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is too. You know, <laughs> you know, it's been good. He tips, you know, doffs his hat or whatever. And, and, you know, he's basically like until next time. And then, you know, gets in a cab and takes off. All right. I, he probably sits for a little bit, you know, he opens a notebook back up and, you know, just, you know, kind of like redigesting the information. Um, you know, kind of mulling it over, finishes his coffee, you know, waves over for the check, you know, well, it's stuff that doesn't really matter. <laughs> but it's good flavor, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> so as far as far as let's let's let me try to get in, get into the, the head of George. And so, like, you've just gotten this bombardment of, you know, all this information and you've kind of talked it out a little bit but like you know what is your thought process on how you how you take the case now where where does it go from here so he's not really sure so the 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 interesting bit for him at the moment is doobie mm-hmm. and and you know trying to get a hook into that guy to see what he knows about this mysterious person about this room that maybe wasn't rented, but was, you know, being lived in or whatever, Um, you know, relatively small building in the city. Like everybody knows everybody's business. So like, 
you know, if this guy was trying to get in and out on the sly, like people know, right? Like that's the unknown in the moment mm-hmm. of like, you know, what, what's happening with that. There was a fire, there may be two locations, the, the, the scarf, if there was a scarf is probably a red herring. He doesn't feel like it's racially motivated and, and, the, and, you know, JJ may, the people that died collectively may be, um, you know, innocent bystanders in a sense that there's something else that's happening. Um, if it, you know, if he's an investigative reporter and looked into JJ, like you said, he did, and there's, you know, couldn't find, not that there's necessarily no gambling debts or, you know, betting on the horses or whatever, but if, if he takes that at his, at his word, and at the moment he does, uh, there wouldn't be any any mob ties necessarily then, right? Um, oh, you know, you owed the money and you didn't pay, so, like, we're going to fucking burn your – we're going to burn you alive in your apartment because it sends a message, right? So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of keyed in on Doobie, probably wants to talk to JJ's son to see if there's anything – worth knowing there you just get a read on the guy to see you know does he seem smarmy does he seem like he's broken up you know is there any you know love lost between him and his dad you know does he feel like he got cut out like you know family stuff gets real fucking bad so you know like all that's still theoretically on the table you know Clarice didn't come in with any sort of you know Oh, this happened or that happened, or you know, you should look at this person, or you know, anything like that. Actually, maybe he'd want to talk to her again first to see about that relationship before going to talk to the son, so he doesn't step into anything. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, I, I think that's that's where we're at right now. I assume we maybe spent like an hour at lunch ish, hour and a half, something like that. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. So. 12 one so i guess he would probably we're in the city he would just walk till he found a phone booth okay right and then either dialed the operator looked in the phone book for um was it gerald doobie gregory doobie arnold doobie well i need a son's number Oh, that's right, because he's Gregory. staying with his son. That's right. Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. I just made I up his up Arnold. I made up his name on the fly, so I forgot. Right? <laughs> there won't be anybody Crap. at that apartment. <laughs> I know. I, it sucks. I should be keeping notes here, but it's it I just like to be in the in the now. So I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for sure. So um yeah. So yeah, you call the operator and they're like, uh, hello. Oh, yes, operator. I'm looking for a phone number for uh, Gregory Doobie. Uh, Gregory Doobie. Um, give me a second, hon. And you, you know, hear you hear some clicks and stuff like that. And then you hear and you hear her go back and you say, uh, uh, what what city? Oh shit! I assumed it was here in New York. <laughs> well, technically, you're in Queens. Well, New York I means New, New York City. You're talking about New York City proper yeah. okay yeah. yeah so she's like okay let me check and you hear a lot of clicks and stuff like that again she comes back she says i've got two i've got a greg doobie and i've got a gregory doobie 
Uh, you know, why don't, why don't you uh, give them to me both? I got I got a pen and a paper here. Okay, sounds good. And she just reads them both off to you. I'm not going to give you the numbers because yeah, yeah. it would just be five, 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 whatever. Because that's what we right. do when we do <laughs> fake phone numbers. Um, yep. And then she says, uh, "Anything else I can help you with, Jan?" Uh, nope, that's it. Thank you very much. Okay, have a good day, sir. You too. Uh, get two numbers. Uh, I'm going to call Gregory first since that's how he was introduced to me. That seems like probably the way to go. Okay. I mean, not that it is, but. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So you, you get uh, a bunch of rings, not too many, but then you phone picks up. Hello. Oh, yes. Is this uh, Gregory Doobie? Uh, no, this isn't, but I can get him for you. Gregory, fall for you. Uh, before you get him, is this is this Arnold? And you hear like a, like a really long pause, and you go, and you hear him go. Who gave you this number? Um, uh, allow me to introduce myself, uh, Mister Doobie. My name is uh, fuck. What the hell's my name? George, <laughs> God damn it. that is characters. awesome. That's great. Um, my name is uh, George Armstrong. I'm a private investigator here in the in New York. I never heard of you. Like, Dad, you hey, Dad, who's on the phone? Don't you worry, it's for me, son. Like he kind of like looks up and away, like the camera, like fuck, he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear you hear Gregory go, Dad. I told you you're not supposed to answer the phone. Without me, it might be somebody that's trying to get some information. I they don't need. Yeah, I know, but it's this private investigator. He wants to talk to me. All right, hold on. And then you hear the you hear somebody. He kind of like grabs the phone. Exactly. He's just like, I'm. Excuse me. Who is this? My name is uh, George Armstrong. I'm a private investigator here in the in the city. I uh, heard about the unfortunate accident at your father's apartment building. I was hoping to. Uh, to be able to talk to him. Okay, what about? Uh, so one of the uh, unfortunates who uh, passed away was uh, Mr. J.J. Abram. Um, his wife came to me. She she hired me to investigate. Not that uh, nobody, you know, we don't trust the police or anything, but she had some concerns. She, she wanted me to look into some things. Yeah, what's her uh, name? Uh, Clarice Abram. Okay. The jazz singer. You, have you ever seen him? You heard of him? Yep, yep. I know exactly who it is. That was a test. Ah, okay. Yeah, good on you. Good on you. I, I, I could, if you want to, it's fine. Um, so uh, there was, I guess your father had mentioned that um, there was someone staying in uh, one of the apartments. Apparently, the apartment hadn't been rented out. Uh, I don't know if this is a potential lead into the case if someone was uh, somewhere where they shouldn't have been. So I'm just trying to uh, to follow up on that and see what kind of information that uh, he might be able to provide. Okay, George Armstrong, where where are you located? Where is your home base? Oh, I give me the address. I uh, fuck, we probably have written down. Somewhere. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> just pretend like you gave it to him. So One, you two, actually three street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you hear him flipping through something you think it's a phone book and he like looks it up and he says oh there you are if that's who you say you are mr armstrong 
Um, would you prefer to meet in person? Um, you know, to, to leave your dad at home? There's obviously uh, something going on that um, I, I don't know if you guys have been harassed by other people or I, I'm just looking for information, you know, trying to help a you know, woman out who, who tragically lost her, uh, her husband. Okay. Well, I don't know if I want to meet in, I don't know if I want to meet in person, Greg, just because I don't really know you. So I don't want to like, you know, just in case, cause you know, I care about my father's health. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I, and you're, you're doing right by your dad. Like I said, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to work this case or anything I can do to, um, prove myself to you i guess if that's uh, what well first of all i called you greg and you didn't uh you didn't you didn't tell me otherwise so now i don't trust you well i mean i didn't want to step on your toes and uh make a make a correction we just just spoke george greg kind of sounds the same what was the last thing you were in the paper for he he laughs Um, I guess, so Matt, I guess the last thing was for rescuing the mayor's son, right? I mean, that, yeah, I don't, yeah. there's probably not anything else. Yeah. He says, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Max uh, Sullivan was, uh, was kidnapped by some, uh, undesirable folks. Uh, I was there to, um, rescue seems like maybe a little bit overblown for, for what it was, but, um, Myself, along with uh, Brian O'Shea down at the uh, 31st District, uh, we were able to uh, track them down and rescue not only uh, Max Sullivan, but also Mary, whatever her last name is, that was in the paper. I think there was a photo op, too, with uh, with me and the mayor afterwards. Uh, I think he was too happy about it. But what was he going to do, right? And you you hear, you know, hear, hear him kind of take this all in or whatever, and he's just I'll sign it for a little bit. And he says, okay, I trust you. But one thing. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. My dad's been through a lot. So if you're going to, if you're going to put him through the ringer, just ask a few sentences. Don't take up too much of his time. He's actually got a bad heart. I'm surprised he didn't go after this fire. After what happened with this fire. And I'm lucky to have him. So I don't want you putting any undue pressure on him. I mean, that is not my intention. Um, when when you say he's been through a lot, does it have anything to do with this fire in particular? Or is this something completely? I, I don't want to get into your personal business. I just I don't want to. I don't no. want to step on any toes uh, or say anything untoward. You know. Let's just let's just say my mother and he like you can almost hear the vitriol on his voice or whatever. Took a lot of years off of his life, and you know, with this fire, just kind of put everything over the edge and. You know what? Again, I'm just lucky to have the days I have with him. He says, brother, I can relate. <laughs> uh, he kind of giggles a little bit. And he, he says, uh, give me a give me a minute. And you right, hear <clears throat> you hear uh, Gregory go off into the, you know, kind of trudge off a little bit or whatever. He's dad, dad. All right. I think I think you're right. And, you know, and you just kind of hear back and forth. He's like, yeah, this man's going to ask you a couple questions. You know, answer, answer as uh, <clears throat> honestly as you can, and then when it, whenever you're to be done, whenever you're ready to be done, just tell them goodbye. We don't need to, ha- you don't need to be as stressed as you usually are. So just give them a little bit of your time and let them go. Okay. So then you hear a couple of uh, slower footsteps back to the phone. 
And you you hear him say, hello, Mr. Armstrong. Hello, Mr. Doobie. How are you feeling today? Uh, I would I would like to say that things have been be- things have been better. But they, you know, I got a bad ticker. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. And I'm and I'm sorry that you uh you know got chased out of your place. But it's a good thing that your son is here. He's 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 sounds like a really good kid. Yeah, he's a good boy. I you know what with what happened between with between my wife and me, I you know I'm surprised he came out as good as he did. <laughs> the, like, the kids always turn out better than their parents, right? No, at least we hope so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just I have a couple of questions, just um you know about the fire, and um I don't want to get you too upset. I know it's a a traumatic experience. Can you tell me what happened that night? What you were doing? If you had heard anything, seen anybody? As far as far as that night goes, I was I was taking a nap, and uh, I was in a pretty deep sleep. Luckily, there's this young girl that lives next to me, and she she really you know she knocked on the door pretty hard. Boy, she said it's like waking the dead, and you know, but she got me up and she got me out of there. Luckily, nothing happened to me. Unfortunately, everything else that I have, I lost it. Uh, that's that's a damn shame. I heard. Um that maybe there was someone staying in one of the apartments, maybe three C, uh, but that that room hadn't have been rented out. Do you, can you tell me anything about that? Yeah. You know, it's funny as like every once in a while, I go out for a little bit of a walk just to kind of get my heart going a little bit, you know? And every time I go, it seems like every time I come out of my, out of my place, I see this guy and he, you know, he keeps coming in and out of 3C, and I keep, you know, I'm thinking, he's squatting there. He must be, you know, but the weird thing is, is he's got a key, and I'm like, where does he get the key from? And he's got, he's like, he kind of dresses like he's a vagrant. He doesn't have that good clothes, and they're kind of dirty and stuff. But then, you know what? I look at his shoes, and his shoes are black, and they're shiny, and I think, that's something not right with that. That doesn't match up very well, so I I always complain to to Josie next door. I say, Josie, this ain't right. We got this guy coming in here. This place ain't rented out, but he just keeps coming in and out. We talk to the landlord. The landlord, he says, oh, there must be someone squatting in there. But every time he go checks, nobody's there. So then he takes the stuff that's out of there, which ain't much. It's like a few scraps of food and some some uh, newspapers, I think, that they use for for blankets, and he gets rid of them. But then they they appear, you know, maybe next week. This is I think it's very odd. Huh. It does seem kind of strange. Um, is Josie the 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 woman who uh, woke you up? Yeah, she's the one that rescued me. She's a sweetheart. She's an angel. She's my guardian angel. Yeah, sounds like. Um, you know what Josie's last name is? Damn it! Now you gotta make me make up another last <laughs> name. Uh, Phillips? No, Phillips. We use that already. Let's not use that one. Uh, uh, Penelope. Josie Penelope. That's a terrible name, but we're gonna stick with it. Well, well that's an interesting uh, choice of names. Uh, maybe the family uh, integrated. They took. Uh, you know, they just assigned them a name when they got off the boat. You know, that could be. But she's a, she's such a sweetheart. Her family better be very proud of her because she's she's a hero to me. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, can you can you tell me what the what the uh, what the homeless guy there he looked like? Was he tall? Was he short? Was he fat? Was he thin? Yeah, he was he was kind of a he was a short squat kind of guy. He always had a hat on, so it was really hard for me to tell who he was. And then he had like he had some like like really raggedy gloves on and stuff. So it was really hard for me to tell us tell who he was. Hmm. You ever hear him say anything? No, I don't think so. He was always kind of he was kind of shuffling. It he I don't know. It was like he was acting. It was it was very weird. You have a beard or a mustache or anything? Well, as far as I could tell, it looked like he had some kind of a beard, but it was just very small. It was very like short, like a short beard. It wasn't very long. And I think he might have had glasses, but it was really hard to tell. It looked like it was something that he had over over his ears, but it could have been goggles, too. I don't know. Okay. Anything else you could think of? Maybe that um, did, did the police talk to you? Did they, did they say anything about maybe where the fire started? Well, they, they kind of asked me some questions and they asked if like, did I smell anything? Did I see anything? But it was, it was all kind of a blur to me as far as like, is like the fire and stuff. So like, I don't know, it's more of like a dream slash nightmare for me. So it was very hard to like pull out anything that would be of any consequence to anybody. Okay. I, I can understand that. I'm sure it was, uh, quite scary and, uh, you know, very, uh, tumultuous time uh, one one more question did josie ever mention any any parents that she have parents live in a city or anything like that do you know as far as i know she's she has family but i think they're out of state out of state okay great well you know i really appreciate your your time mr doobie i i hope that um you know you you you're feeling okay and uh you know you you keep out of trouble <laughs> you don't have to worry about me if I were to get any any trouble, boy, they wouldn't have to chase me very far. So, but I am getting kind of tired. So I think I'm going to go rest. But I really hope if you are who you say you are, I really hope you find who did this. And I hope you bring them to justice because what they did was not right. Well, I, I hope so, too. Um, I, I really appreciate your time. Okay. Uh, and he's just like, he, he like. It's like he wants to say something, but then he's just so tired. He actually just like hangs up the phone. Like he just, <laughs> it just abrupt ends the phone call. Cause he basically was told by his son when he's done, just you're done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He kind of laughs and, you know, just shakes his head and, you know, hang puts the phone back in the cradle. This podcast is a proud member of the legends of tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com. Mr. Abrams, from your controversial song, 13th Street, to housing the homeless in your apartment complex, you've been criticized and attacked by the KKK, the media, and the city of Queens. What do you have to say to those people? What people see is through a small lens. They don't see the bigger picture. In our country, we have a lot of diverse peoples that have come from a lot of diverse places. A lot of things that we see in this day and age is a lot of anger, a lot of hate. 
What I've always believed is that love conquers everything. Conquers race. Conquers social status. It conquers the hate that comes from certain people. I know that the things that I do are out of love. And I always do that, regardless if that person loves or hates me or is indifferent. It's just what I was brought up to do and what I will always do.